Hello, and welcome to the premiere episode of the Promenade Podcast. I'm Robert Reyes, and I'll be your host. Now, you're probably familiar with me through my work covering STLV last year for the folks over at the 10 Forward Podcast. Well, ever since last year, I ended up getting the podcasting bug. And finally, here I am with my very own podcast, talking about Star Trek. Now, over the course of the next weeks and months to follow, we're going to be covering all sorts of fun stuff and some serious stuff talking about Star Trek and maybe some other sci-fi stuff as well. So if you're listening to this, hello and welcome. This is just a brief introduction episode to get to know me and the podcast. Over the next couple of weeks, we're going to be posting our coverage of STLV 2017. Now, for those of you not familiar, STLV stands for Star Trek Las Vegas. It's the largest gathering of Star Trek fans around the world, and they have it at the Rio in beautiful, sunny Las Vegas, Nevada. Now, this year is an anniversary year. Well, it's a double anniversary year. Last year was the Star Trek 50th. This year, it's the TNG 30, the Wrath of Khan 35. And so there's going to be a lot of stuff focused specifically this year at STLV for TNG. Well, to give you a brief overview, as of right now, while I'm recording this, we're about a week and a half away from STLV, and they've already announced that Wednesday, the first day of the convention, August 2nd, will be devoted exclusively to Star Trek Discovery, which is the brand new Trek series that's anchoring CBS's streaming service, CBS All Access. Now, I know for some people, they're kind of upset that they have to pay to watch Star Trek. But that's the reality of how we consume our media today in 2017. Just as you're listening to this on some type of mobile device, 25, 30 years ago, this would have been a radio show where you've actually had to listen on a radio and you were limited in your mobility unless you had a Walkman that had a radio on it or a portable transistor radio. So as you can see, it's not so much that the content has changed, but the medium by which the content is being distributed. So yeah, so in the coming weeks, you will be here get, getting a lot of episodes about STLV, covering all five days, all of the people that we're going to meet, all of the panels we're going to see, all of the parties we're going to. It's going to be crazy. <laughs> so that's going to be coming up in the weeks to follow. We're going, as I said, this is going to be a fun, fun, fun podcast about Star Trek. We're going to do deal about serious issues as well, but we're going to try to mix it up. So that's always every week it's something different, something you would like to hear something you never thought about. But as I said, this is going to be an evolving process for me as it is for you, the listener. So as I said, this is going to be my first time doing a podcast. So all of this is going to be new to me. So I ask you to just be patient and bear with me while we go through these growing pains together. Now, with that being said, I guess I should introduce myself. Um, if you missed it at the beginning... I'm Robert Reyes. Um, you're probably, as I said, familiar with my work last year covering STLV for the folks over at the 10 Forward podcast. 
Um, I guess I should tell you about me. Now I'm going to do something that you don't hear most podcasters do. I'm going to tell you how old I am. And I'm going to and that's going to be important because when you listen to f- future episodes of the podcast, if I reference something, then you'll understand why it's being referenced. Now, at the moment that we're recording this, I am 38 years old. And I've been a Trek fan for at least maybe 33 years. So, that I'm conscious and aware of. My first actual experience that I can remember with Star Trek... Well, let me take it back a little bit more. The first movie that I actually remember seeing in the theater as a kid... It was the spring of 1983... So I'm four years old at the time. And at the time, Return of the Jedi was about to come out. It was the big conclusion of the trilogy. It was a big deal. There was a huge special on CBS. Because you have to remember, in 1983, for the most part, it was still a three-channel universe with PBS and, if you could afford it, cable. And there was a huge primetime special on CBS to the point where I think you had the people from 60 Minutes interviewing the Ewoks. Now, somebody might need to fact check me on that, but I remember there being a big deal promoting an interview with the Ewoks. You're probably going, so the first movie you saw in a theater when you're four years old is Return of the Jedi? No! (laughs) I'm explaining that because Return of the Jedi was being released in 1983, 20th Century Fox, who at the time was the primary distributor of the Star Wars films, Lucasfilms was not a subsidiary of Disney yet, 20th Century Fox redistributed Star Wars and The Empire Strikes Back. So, I'm four years old in 1983. The first movie that I remember seeing in a theater was Star Wars. Now, my first time with Trek is a year later in 1984. 85? I'm trying to do the math here. I remember we were watching Search for Spock in the front room of our home. Or for those of you not familiar with the term front room, living room. And I'm trying to think, was it 84? Was it early 85? So you're going to have to forgive me because I don't know how cable worked pre-video cassettes. And by that I mean movies would have their theatrical run, then you would wait a set amount of time, and it would come out on VHS. And then it would either be cable, like HBO, or I guess I should write premium channels, HBO, Showtime, Cinemax, if you had it, the movie channel, or one of the big three networks, would pay an obscene amount of money to get the rights to broadcast it during sweeps. But no, it was on cable, and the reason I remember that, as for those folks who are old enough to remember this, the cable we had in our front room was called Select TV. And the box, the cable box kind of resembled a floppy drive that you'd see with computers of the era, so it would be like the 5 by no. 5x7 was the square floppy drive, the big one that you'd probably get with an Apple II. That's what the size of the cable box looked like. And Select TV was a cable service through RCA. 
I remember that we're all in the front room and for whatever reason, the search for Spock is on. To this day, I don't know why we were watching Search for Spock, but I just remember like the last 10 minutes of the movie where they bring Spock to Vulcan and they do the whole thing and the Vulcan priestess is talking to Sarek, do you want to do this? We haven't done this in a thousand years. Are you sure we want to do this? Yes, do it. Okay. Who are you? Leonard, son of David. And they do the thing with the thing and they get Spock's Katra out of McCoy back in to the Spock's body that was rejuvenated and, and may or may not have had sex with the second Savick. According to the novelization, they, they, they had sex. And then she's pregnant and that's why she gets left on Vulcan at the beginning of four and you never see Savick ever again. And so they do the thing and they take Spock's Katra out of McCoy, put it back in Spock's new body, which was his old body, but got rejuvenated since he died from radiation poisoning at the end of Wrath of Khan. And they do the whole thing and Spock's like, they say all of you are my friends. Mind you, I'm four, not four, I'm five, maybe going on six. When when I saw this the first, the very first time, but I vividly remember it because it was a communal thing. We were all in the front room and that was on the TV. So I, I don't know what, it was just on. My earliest conscious memory of Star Trek. Now, living in the greater Los Angeles area, we had access to the original series, I wanna say, on a regular basis because the local station, Channel 13, which Channel 13 is gonna be important for this story. Channel 13 was the station in LA that had the syndication rights to the original series. So if you wanted to watch the original series, it was Channel 13. So we were kind of aware of everything. It would come on, I would be watching it, and it wasn't so much the plot, it was like the vivid colors. Well, you're like seven, six, seven. You're more aware of visual stuff than you are of plot elements, of dialogue, of that. You're just, ev everything is more visual. And because it was in that area, era when color TV was brand new, you know, the colors were very vivid. Even on our 13 inch RCA color TV. So yes, I grew up watching the original series unmastered in standard definition, Inglorious Mono. So Channel 13, as I said, they had the syndication rights to the original series. Now for those of you that know your history of TNG, know that, and if you've seen Chaos on the Bridge, the Shatner documentary, about the first three years and the making of Star Trek The Next Generation, you know that they pitched it to all three and a half networks because by 1987, Fox had just started. So you know the story, they go, they pitch it, but all the networks either said no or they go, well, we'll do it as a four-hour miniseries and if it gets ratings, then we'll do a series, or they had weird restrictions. And then they ended up deciding, well, f well, then we'll do it on our own in first run syndication. So all of the stations across the country that had the syndication rights to the original series ended up being the stations that formed the network of stations that would broadcast 
the next generation, Deep Space Nine, and eventually become UPN affiliates in most, in, in most cases. 1987, the next generation airs, that became my Star Trek that I grew up with. Because up until that point, I had the original series, we had the four movies, and yeah, yes, I enjoyed watching them. Yes, I knew who the characters were, but they felt like, I don't want to say hand-me-downs, because that's not the right term. But they weren't my characters because they, they were someone else's, and then I'm just discovering them. So then TNG happened, and I was hooked ever since. So that was the Saturday night tradition in my, in my family. Saturday night, you know, we'd watch that three-hour syndication block of Next Generation, Friday the 13th, the series, War of the Worlds, the series. And I'm trying to think, is that the right order? Yeah. Yeah, that was the three-hour block, syndication block. It was Next Generation at 7, Friday the 13th, the series at 8, and then War of the Worlds, the series at 9. For those of you wondering, War of the Worlds, the series, was based on the movie. And I think some of the episodes are up on YouTube if you want to see cheesy 80s sci-fi at its best. So that's my history with Star Trek finish by saying welcome aboard thank you for listening thank you for letting me spend some time with you as i said this is going to be a learning experience for all of us in the next coming week, weeks and months to follow there's going to be a lot of fun and exciting stuff and i just hope you stay with me for it and thank you for listening and before i forget yes if you like this episode and if you want to hear more well there will be more because of my STLV coverage. You can follow us on Twitter at Promenade Pod. You can follow us on Facebook at Promenade Podcast. And if you would like to email the show, it's promenadepodcast at gmail.com. So thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.